I record a lot of podcasts that I never publish. Uh, for whatever reason, I didn't finish it or the topic just, I decided wasn't all that great. Uh, but I was going through some older ones and I, I listened to this one that's, that you're going to hear this week. It's a little over a year old, but it's got some stuff in it that's really good. And I thought, I'm going to go ahead and publish this because there's some stuff in here. It's, it's about money. It's about money and politics, and it's about money that big corporations spend on commercial time on commercial television. It's gotten crazy. Um, There was a movie that I watched. It was a little less than a two-hour movie. It was on for four hours because they had two hours of commercials during it, and that's not an exaggeration. And I actually uh, counted the number of commercials. I'll leave it to you to listen to the podcast to hear that number. It'll blow you away. Also, when I recorded this, it was before the Budweiser thing, and that's the coolest thing about this whole deal was, we know now that it works. We know now that the stuff I talk about on this podcast that I did over a year ago is actually happening now with Bud Light. We can make a difference, and we got to. We can no longer decide our president in this country, the United States, in the voting box, in the ballot box, voting booth. So what do we, how do we do it? We do it with our wallet. It's all about money. And the rich are very rich and they have a lot of power, but they don't have anywhere near the power that we do as a nation on the whole. Now, what do I mean by that? So... You watch TV today, and it's horrible. It's really horrible. They no longer care about what we want when we turn on the television, network television. Uh, You know, Netflix and Amazon and those are great because it's on demand. You get what you want. Um, But commercial television, that's exactly what it is. It's commercial, and that means they play commercials, advertisements. And they do it a lot now. I, I think back when I was a little kid, we didn't watch much television, but when we did, it'd be like a Sunday night at dinner with friends. After dinner, we'd all go in the living room, sit down, and watch Bonanza, for instance. And I was almost excited about the commercials as I was about the show, although I did like the show a lot. And one reason was... Uh, Chevy underwrote the show. They were the they were the ones that sponsored the show, and they would have at the top of the hour the show came on, and they would I can't remember exactly how I need to check that out. They would have one commercial basically is what I'm trying to say, one commercial for a one hour show, and it was about a minute long. So the show was 59 minutes. The commercial was one minute, something like that. That's not scientifically accurate or Whatever, but uh, at that time of my life, I really, really loved cars, and I really, really, really loved the Camaro, and I really, really, really loved when the new uh, cars came out, and in a way that I had never been able to, and most people had never been able to before, you get to see the brand new cars, the brand new models coming out in motion. Not just a picture in a magazine, but you actually got to see it driving down the road. And all different angles inside and outside the car. 
And I loved it. See the USA in a Chevrolet. I mean, that was so cool to me. And it didn't bother me at all that they interrupted the show, which they didn't. They didn't interrupt the show for the commercial. They had the show and they had the commercial. And I I watched it. Everybody did. And we commented on it. We talked about it. But now they have taken... Now, in a 30-minute show, there's... Uh, well, let's see. Let's, on an hour show, there's 47 minutes of program and 13 of commercials on, on, a, on a regular one-hour show. Now, sometimes in an hour, I can remember watching a movie at my brother's house. And I can't even remember what station it was on. That was a cable station. And uh, we watched a movie. It was a two-hour movie. It took four hours. Because at the beginning, you watch about... The movie starts, and they have a million commercials before it starts, of course. Uh, when it starts, it goes for about 15 minutes, no commercials. And you really get into it, and you're sitting there, and it's a good movie. It was one that he and I had been wanting to see. And it wasn't enough that we would go rent a DVD or whatever, or buy it, or get the, uh, you know, go out and buy the package of channels on the cable that had that movie or whatever. We just, it, it was just on that uh, network, and we watched it. And then they play a commercial, and then they have about 10 minutes of the show, and they play a bunch of commercials. And then they have about seven minutes of the show, and they play a bunch of commercials. And then they have about three minutes of the show, and they play a bunch of commercials. It gets to where they had, I'm not kidding you, they came back to the show, and a guy said one sentence, and they broke again for a commercial. About ten of them. Okay, so to me, that that was not acceptable. I actually, I did get up and leave, which is highly unusual in that when my brother and I do stuff together, we do it. And to get up and walk away was a, a kind of a big thing. But anyway, so um, a little while later, we watched another one. Same channel, same kind of deal. But this time I was ready. And... I counted the commercials in one movie, over 400 commercials in one movie. It was a two-hour two movie, approximately, a little bit less than two hours. It was on for four hours. That means for more, they had more commercial time than they had movie time from the beginning to the end of that movie. It's gone way too far, way too far. It's, it's I don't know how... They expect people to continue doing that for very long. Well, that's another story, too. There's a lot of people that would just sit there and watch that filth. Anyway, so to get back to where I was at, we control everything if we stick together as a nation. I see rich people who are in power, corporations who are in power, I fear nothing except one thing, that we're going to revolt against their game that they're playing. And so not only do they do all the things that they just anything they want to increase their money and power, um, they also do everything they can, which is a lot because they are so powerful and they can hire the right people to keep that from happening, to keep us from organizing against them. But we have to. And the way we could do it 
it, it'll be a struggle. It'll be um, uh, sacrifice. But what we got to do is when you're watching something, let's say a football game, because I watched the football game, go Chiefs. Um, and I'm, I'm, this is an aside, but I'm terribly unhappy that it's hard to watch a football game for so many reasons now. It is so popular, and everybody wants to watch it so bad. They can, they once again can do whatever they want, whenever they want, however they want. And one of the things is they can do this Black Lives Matter stuff, which I have no interest in whatsoever. And it's turned some people off so much that they won't even watch it now. I applaud that, but it's sad to me. Uh, and I've got a lot of close friends that are not watching football because of the BS surrounding it. And whenever someone and I talk about that, any one of those people talk to me about it, I say, I'm not going to let that ruin my enjoyment of the game. Uh, the Chiefs were Super Bowl champions last year. They're probably going to be again this year. Um, and we've been waiting 50 years <laughs> for this. And it's very, very cool. We got one of the coolest guys ever playing quarterback. And it is very fun. My wife is not a football fan by any means. Matter of fact, she doesn't really like it that much. She doesn't like watching it on TV. She watches Chiefs games because Patrick Mahomes is magic. And it's fun to watch. It's fun to watch him perform magic. And everyone that sees him can see that he's different than any other player. He's magic. He can do anything. So I tell them I'm not going to let them ruin the fact that my Chiefs are going to be back-to-back Super Bowl champions and have one of the greatest teams ever put together. Coach, quarterback, all the running backs and uh, receivers and all that are totally magical, and all the other players are too. Our defense has some fabulous players, and i just flat not going to let the BS ruin it for me. I just turn that off in my mind. I turn off the BS. Um, but back to the main topic of we can get together as a nation, put an end to this BS, which now I'm referring to the commercials that um, they're also trying to ruin the game with commercials. They can they can play one play, take a commercial, a long commercial break, play one play, and take another long commercial break. I, I mean, it's insane. Every time they move the chains, it's a commercial. Every time they they uh, switch. Uh, from offense to defense, they have a commercial. And every time it's quarter change, they have commercials. During halftime now, they have all this hype going into it that, oh, they're going to have the best commentary and they're going to dissect the game and they're going to tell every little... First of all, I don't really care. That could be kind of cool, but the way they do it, it's not. But above and beyond that, it's not commentary. It's commercials. It's a 15-minute break from the second quarter to the third quarter, halftime. There's probably, I, I've never checked this, I should, but there's in a 15-minute break, there's probably 13 minutes of commercials and two minutes of comment. I don't know what that number is exactly, but it's it's I'm not far off. <clears throat> so now, back, back, back to the original plan is we can win with our wallets. How do we do it? Okay, so now it's going to take effort. It's going to take some sacrifice and effort to get this accomplished and we have to stick with it we can't just kind of try it a little bit and say oh that's too much trouble 
Um, if we really want to win, uh, we we sit down and watch a show when they have a commercial, and it's uh, about eighty percent sure it's going to be uh, medical, pharmaceutical. But we got to say no. Now with medicine, sometimes you can't. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to die, and they got a medicine that'll fix you, you got to take it. But um, let's leave medical out of for right now because of that reason. But if, for instance, they have a mop on a commercial, don't go buy that mop. Go out of your way to not buy that mop. Buy a different one that you've never seen a commercial for. Let's say they have a, a chair, a couch and love seat combo that you really want. Don't go buy that one that they advertise. Don't go to that giant corporate furniture store and spend the money the way they want you to. It's your money. You have control of it. Take a little time and effort to go find something that's not that one on the commercial. You can now the hard one of the hard parts is it might be a good deal. It might not be. You might be able to get a, a good deal on something like that that you saw in an advertisement. But the reality is it's probably not good anyway. It'll probably fall apart pretty quickly. Which is another thing that uh, the rich and powerful have figured out is it used to be you go out and you buy a Kenmore washer and dryer from Sears, Sears brand, and for 20 years you got a dependable washer and dryer. It could be more than 20. Now you go out and buy your washer and dryer. I'm not going to mention any names here, although I could, because basically they're all the same anyway. And uh, a year into it, the brain board fries. You got to spend a couple hundred bucks to get the new brain board. Well, it's better than buying a whole new washer and dryer, but still, it's a couple hundred bucks. Back in the day when you bought a Kenmore, you didn't have to because it didn't have a brain board. And it cleaned the clothes just as good as the ones now. You put it in the dryer and it dried the clothes just as good as the ones now. It's uh, bells and whistles. They don't do any better. It's kind of fun to to be able to just push buttons and, and have it intelligently wash your clothes, but it doesn't do it any better. Matter of fact, it might not do it as good. And detergents are different than they used to be. It used to be just soap. Now it's a bunch of chemicals that will kill you. Um, uh, so, once again, I kind of, I'm getting off the... Uh, track here but this is all stuff that has to be said so it's going to be included in the conversation but don't go buy that one you see the commercial write it down and go somewhere else it'll be it'll be difficult and it's um there's no way we can expect the entire country to all be on board it would be great if we could but that's not going to happen and um but if we get a groundswell if we get a, a large number of people. And, you know, it's going to take a lot, and it's going to take a lot of people, and it's going to take a lot of effort. But the way things go now, the way the finances are now, if we tilt it five degrees, it's going to ruin some of these big dogs. They are so far stretched out. They run things so tightly to scrape every teeny little penny they can out of every little movement that if we put a monkey wrench in it, it won't take very much before the whole thing unravels. And that's a little scary to think about, too, because we don't want the whole country to unravel. It may happen. That's something we got to think about and be prepared for and, and uh, tell ourselves that we're willing to do. Because the reality is it's probably going to happen anyway, as we saw in 2008 and years prior to that, times prior to that. 
they they just they're so leveraged that any little uh, change can mess up the whole thing, and that's kind of what we got to bank on, and that's what we have to be prepared for, and that's what we uh, ensure that we will follow up on. We'll we'll do it, and we'll keep doing it until we get our country back.